What's up, everyone? I'm John, and this is Mike. What's up? We are two schmoes where we believe that no matter how average you think you are, we all have the potential to make a difference. Mike, last time we recorded, we talked about um, how we are going to have another conversation, which is a side conversation, about how we make hard decisions and weighing the pros and cons on those decisions. Yeah, uh, as it relates to values and things that we care about. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you threw a challenge of some hard decision that we I've made or we have made, anyone has made in the last, you know, um, kind of in the in the just recent past and what that looked like. So I'm actually in the middle of that decision currently. Um, our secondary car is not doing the greatest right now, and so it needs a little help. And it needs a little help as in we probably need a new car somewhat soon. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually just put some money into the car to be able to kind of get us over the next hump into hopefully maybe next year to buy a car next year and not this year. Instead of having two car payments, we've only had one for a while, which has been phenomenal. So with that, I've been actually thinking and processing and researching and looking every night. Almost all the free time that I have has been spent on cars.com, Edmunds, Rustero, Toyota, Honda, pretty much every website. So I'm getting all of the ads for every car in the world. Isn't it funny how that works? I hate it. However, <laughs> I actually kind of like it because I go down that rabbit yeah. trail. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool car. Definitely outside my price range, but I'll look at it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's a nice Tesla. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Yeah, I'd absolutely love a Tesla truck. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Side note, I actually would. I would not be against getting a no. cyber truck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No. So um, <laughs> so we're in the middle of this conversation and in the middle of this decision. And really, I'm doing as much research that I feel like I can. Uh, because with big decisions, I, you know, there's sometimes you have to go with a the gut feeling. Then sometimes it's more of a knowledge-based decision um, and I think that sometimes as well with gut-based decisions that knowledge can kind of play into that as well. Uh, give me a little bit more on that. So a couple years ago um, I had someone reach out to me for a new job and I was actually in Wisconsin and they reached out and said hey you know we have this new we have the, uh, a job opportunity for you if you want it and so we had conversations and so I thought about it, really prayed with uh, my wife, and we visited the church and, um, you know, weren't really sure if we wanted to move away from Milwaukee um, and what that would look like. And we did our best to research, to see what the area was like, to see what, um, you know, the organization was like as well and what it looks like working there. Uh, and trying to figure out if that's a good move for us, um, you know, financially, spiritually, uh, career-wise for myself as well. Um, and so we made the decision to move there. 
Um, but it wasn't all just, a, you know, it was, wasn't only a feeling, but it was also, it was mostly a, well, it wasn't just a feeling, but it was based off of a feeling with research behind it, you know, and seeing if, you know, the, you know, amount I was going to be paid would compensate for the move and the size, you know, the difference of, um, Wisconsin and Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, looked into it, looked into it and felt like it was a good decision to go. Um, we moved there and then about two years later, we actually moved back to Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Um, overall it was not a great decision, but we learned a ton. Mm. So is it a lose? No, I would, I've learned a lot and actually I don't think that I would be where I am right now if I didn't make that move, you know, because of different connections that happened while I was there. Hmm. So, so even in a decision that maybe appears two years later, like it wasn't the best decision. Yeah. There's still something to be learned or uh, gained from the experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's always time to be able to, or circumstances to be able to learn from them. Right. You know, okay. so, um, you know, um, I almost actually, I uh, found a car the other week, going back to cars, I uh, found a car the other week that was actually um, salvaged. And so I have uh, the, um, I have the luck, I guess, maybe. It's probably not the right word, but I have the luck that I my brother works in cars, in the car business. He's actually an internet sales manager, uh, I believe for either Honda or Lexus. I don't remember exactly right now, which okay. is cool. Yeah. Um, so I reached out to him saying, hey, what do you think about this car? You know, oh, it looks like it's salvaged. I didn't look at the car facts he did and all that stuff, which, you know, again, would have saved me a lot. And I'm learning now more to learn, you know, look at different areas, make sure that I'm connecting with certain people, such as my brother that's more of an expert in cars and car purchases. Mm -hmm. He probably doesn't know how much, how to fix a car very well, but, um, you know, he understands the buying aspect of it. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you? Have you, um, what kind of circumstances have you found yourself in? Yeah. Uh, I mean, right now we're, we're looking to buy a house. Mm. Uh, so we have a house that we sold. Okay. Uh, and we, we wanted to sell it because long term we're moving to a different part of the, uh, the Milwaukee area. Mm -hmm. um, what we didn't account for was the fact that it was going to sell like instantly. Sure. So... So all of a sudden we went from having a house to having a house for 30 more days and nowhere to go after that. Uh, and so, you know, we, we started just looking at like probably five, six houses a day for a couple of weeks there. It felt like. Sure. And uh, lost out on a couple houses that were like great deals, uh, well taken care of, would have been a steal. Uh, people were paying, you know, like all cash kind of like wow okay. and mm -hmm. like how do you beat that out right you're just not going to because if if you get an all cash offer on a house that wins over having to deal with a bank every day of the week for sure so uh so we had like no chance there another one they had you know like 17 offers on it so 
It's like, okay, for us to rise to the top of 17 offers would be, uh, I guess, really nice, but at the same time, unrealistic because we just don't have a lot of firepower sure. uh, to go out and like make outrageous uh, over-listing price <laughs> offers. So, uh, so we found a place. Uh, this is uh, about a week and a half ago now. We found a place, a condo. Uh, it was a nice space. The upstairs was a little bit tight. The downstairs was gigantic. Tons of room. Um, wouldn't have to mow the yard or shovel, which... Double win. Sounds appealing when you're like starting something new and you don't know how Absolutely. much time you'll have. And uh, wouldn't actually have a yard. And so mm. we, we have two dogs. And so we started thinking about that. So we put an offer in on it. And that night that we put in the offer, the uh, the agent that was, was listing it, she got back and said, hey, can you guys just tweak a couple small things? Like, can you, uh, can you change the email address from mm. my group email okay. to my, uh, just my individual address? Mm -hmm. uh, just a couple, like, not even numbers, not even dates, nothing like that. Like, little ridiculous things. So we did that, and we sent it over that same night for the seller to review. Uh, but as my wife and I spent the next couple hours that night just thinking about like our offer and kind of getting excited about finding a place, we started also thinking more along the lines of, wait, we have two kids, and we have two dogs, Yeah, and this place doesn't have a yard. So basically, four four right. dogs. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, and and so we started thinking. Well, okay, so if Grandma comes over and we want to go away for a weekend, like Grandma's not walking the dogs like that. She would that would just be too much for her. Uh, if it's summertime and the kids want to go out and play, like they can't just go out in the yard and play. Sure, like, we uh -huh. we literally have nowhere for that to happen. Yeah, so we started reconsidering this. Uh, and ended up the next morning calling and taking our offer away. And uh, thankfully, the uh, the seller hadn't had a time to review it fully, but we were told he was about to sign it uh, at lunchtime. Wow. So we, okay. we pulled our offer two or three hours before he was going to sign it. And uh, thankfully... The realtor the night before had asked us to change those things, and he was then unavailable after that. Yeah. So, wow, uh, kind of like a, a maybe the big man upstairs was watching out for us kind sure. of situation. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh, and so it was just one of those moments though, where it's like, man, this is a really big decision, and we probably jumped into it way too fast mm -hmm. because we felt desperate. Mm -hmm. You know, like we'd lost out on a couple places. Literally, there'd be, you know, 10 places that come available on a weekend, and by Monday, 10 of them would be gone, and we sure. missed out on the one that we put an offer in on. Yep. And you, you do that for enough weeks in a row that you start to feel like this is never going to work for us, mm -hmm. and you start doing things that maybe don't make the most sense. So... Um, in that moment, we had some clarity uh, around a really big decision. And I think the lesson I learned there is don't step into something out of haste. Don't step into something because you feel like if I don't do this, I'm going to miss out mm. on, on something. Sure. Like there's always going to be another opportunity, another Ooh, option. Okay. 
it might not be what you think. It might not be exactly sure. what you're looking for, but don't ever feel like your back's against the wall and and you can't uh, be patient. Sure. I actually, so funny story is with looking at cars, um, I've been going by myself to look at cars to see what kind of cars that I think that, uh, are, would work for our family. So because we have two little ones as well, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of, uh, it's a long process to go and look at cars with little kids because they got to stay close to you, act kind of nice, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then if they're going to go on a car ride with you, you have to put in their car seats and all this stuff and, yeah. you know, this and that, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I was going by myself a couple of times, looked at some cars. I actually went two times um, that no one talked to me at Toyota, which I'm like, man, I'm super upset, pretty no, annoyed. Like no one talked to you? No one talked to me. Like I, you went to the dealership and no one t- talked to me. I mean, I went at 8.30 and I, I'll give them like, okay, it's later in the day and everything like that. Yeah. But like there was no conversations. I actually walked into the showroom no one talked to me. I sat in a couple of cars because in the showroom, they're always open. Yeah. You know, they're not yeah. going anywhere. Um, but then I actually talked to the receptionist wanting to talk to somebody. And they're like, yeah, we'll be right with you. Uh, Nothing. No one's even here, man. Like, you can do paperwork tomorrow morning when no one's going to, you know. Wow. So I just walked away and won't go back to that uh, Toyota store. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then um, so this past... Uh, I think like Saturday, um, uh, my wife and I were at um, her mom's house and we went, uh, we left the kids with her and we went to look at cars. We actually drove a couple and found some and found one that was kind of perfect for us, but just outside of our price range. Had four tires. Had four tires. And windows. Started. Definitely a win. Yeah. It had AC as well, which was great. Wow. Cassette yeah. player? Uh, not yeah, It was an A-Track still, so, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, so I had all the kind of the list of everything we wanted. Even the color was the right color for my wife, which is great. And all definitely above the engine. If it has an engine, eh, Wow. Did the right color for my wife, we're in. Wow. Sold. Huh. But, you know, I, so we had um, that car that we found and was actually not like available until like the next morning. So we went at 630 and it was like 830 at night and everything's yeah. they're shutting down everything, yeah. which is fine. So they're saying, well, it might not be available too much longer than tomorrow morning. So kind of want to make a decision. I'm like, oh, wow. OK. So we went home, crunched some numbers and I'm like, I just don't feel comfortable yeah. jumping that quick. And yeah. so I would agree with you that I just didn't feel something inside of me. was like, ah, I don't know. And if I found something that fast, right. I'm sure something else is going to come and we're not in a rush, which I'm definitely leaning on as much as I can, because I know that I find something and I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. Right. Let's move. Right. But, um, I just felt, you know, like I just, I'm, I just don't want to rush into it. I don't want to cut another car payment and everything like that. And so, um, I think it. I don't know if it's even available right now, you know. Hmm. But I, you know, I've been thinking about that as well. Well, we're not moving anywhere, but I want to be ready when we need to be. 
Yeah. But I'm not, you know, needing to go, you know, let's go right now. Let's go buy a car. So it's interesting, though, because we, we have things we value. Mm-hmm. That's the conversation we had last. Uh, things that we, we raise up, things that we share. Sure. This is this is of utmost importance to me. Sure. And and we're all about that until it's like, oh, shoot, but I might miss out on this option that kind of matches. Sure. Uh, and, and we throw those things out the window. Good old FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or we're willing to like, uh, well, it has three of the, you know, 40 things I was hoping for. <laughs> so like that's sure. good enough. You know, sure. like we make exceptions. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that when we make those exceptions, it leads to regret. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, hmm. I find that when I'm patient and I wait for things, um, even if, even if maybe it doesn't have all forty things I was hoping for, mm-hmm. maybe the deal's better, and so I feel better about it. And then sure. I'm like, well, I didn't pay premium price. Yeah. And so like, I'm okay with this. Whereas it's like. I'm paying top dollar and I'm not getting everything I really wanted or yeah, valued. Yeah, sure. So then you're just like, oh man, was that a bad decision? Yeah, like, and I think even like, you know, thinking like financially too, that, you know, this car was a little bit outside of our price range. Mm-hmm. Could we make it work? Yeah, I'm sure we could. But I don't really want to stretch us like that, you know? And, you know, I know that my wife wouldn't either. Um, and so it's, you know, is it worth that stress financially or is it better to maybe get something that doesn't hit all these things that we want Mm -hmm. because once we need to make sure that we know what we want and what we need and they're sometimes different categories yeah would leather seats in a car be nice sure would yep unless you don't like leather seats then no (laughs) but you know you're probably not some, a schmo, though. That you're in, probably not a schmo if you don't like leather seats. Or maybe you are a schmo if you don't like leather seats. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, but my wife wanted the leather seats. She's not a schmo. schmo. So yeah. anyways, you know, like making sure that we know the difference between the two. Because there's definitely a difference between I want this, but I need that. Right. Right. So yeah, it, it's your basic like this is what I need. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. And and the things that you want, you can sacrifice. The things that you need, it's harder to let those go. Yeah, definitely. And I think that I'm I'm not a huge list person, but as I'm uh, getting older, I know that I need a list to make sure that I keep my eyes focused on the needs instead of what I want. Right. Or I have them actually both out in front of me saying, this is what I need. Yeah. This is what I want. And making sure that the needs are met first and then the wants are following behind underneath, yeah. you know, if buying a car or a house, you know, cause you know, finances definitely play a role into that. You yeah. have to, you know, balance those two out. So, I mean, it's easy to talk about, uh, Things we're spending money on. Yep. Uh, purchases. We're both dads, though. We are. Uh, for me, I have a son. He's going to be in kindergarten this year. Okay. And big decision right there is uh, school. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. What do you do right now? Right? Because yeah. like, schools themselves don't know what they're doing. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, there's virtual schools. There's hybrid, like in-person and virtual. There's straight 
in person. Yeah. I mean, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of different yeah. things going on. And that's a hard decision, especially uh, when like it, you make a decision and that decision could end up changing without any mm-hmm. input from you three weeks into this. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, so do you find that values and uh, priorities for how you want your kids' experience of, of school or, or other things they might be a part of, does that play a part in decisions you're making? Or is it just uh, this is what the school is saying? Yeah, so well, I mean, I think there's, I mean, I can't, if the school is saying, well, we're not meeting, you know, so go back to, what was it, March, yeah. you know, saying, hey, we're not meeting. I can't make my son go to class, right? Because there's no one there. I'm not gonna leave him after school by himself. But um, I think that there, you can have. I think you can still have those things. Those can be probably a little bit different because if school is gonna be all virtual, say it's you know in person at first, and then it moves into virtual, you know, because of something happens. So I want. I value community. Uh, uh, community and connections so like I have a very high priority on those so my son that's in class he's in 4k now Uh, he's not going to have that in school he's not going to have that community like he would in person Mm -hmm. so I have to figure out a way and work around um, you know, work and schedules and all this stuff to be able to find a time where I can get him connected with other kids that are his age. Because that right. to me is a bigger development in his age group than actually going to school. I mean, right now they're not really learning, you know, algebra or anything like that. They're learning how to, um, how to communicate with each other really when it comes down yeah. to it yeah. um, and how to get along, how to share kind of i think basic foundational things which i think are huge and so if you don't learn them now you're going to learn them later yeah and you know it's a problem for him you know later and some people you know our age may not have understood and learned how to do that you know and you'll see that like our conversation before on facebook you know you don't know how to have a conversation with somebody that doesn't agree with you right it's on display when you go to weddings uh, like for church kids, okay. right? You got the kids that went to public school, and then you got like the homeschool kids, right? Like, there's just some drastic differences in uh, the the ability to connect relationally okay. with others. Yeah, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, okay. Yeah, I'm tracking. I'm That's tracking. a stereotype, yeah. right there. It's a stereotype, but, but it's a pretty it's, strong stereotype yeah, that yeah. I've seen. <laughs> so for my wife and I. We, uh, in this hard decision about what to do with school, we actually took into account what we want for our Mm -hmm. our kid, uh, but also like what's going to be best for him and his personality Mm -hmm. that we've Mm -hmm. seen. Yep. Uh, which, you know, obviously like you, we, we think like kindergarten is, that's when you're learning how to be friends with people. Yeah, for sure. And, and so we don't want him to miss out on that. But at the same time, we also know that he is a he's a kid that um, that does really really well with consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that he can't adapt and sure. figure things out, but like he just likes to know like this is my routine, yep. this mm-hmm. is my rhythm. Yeah. And and so that played a part in our decision, just saying okay, so what what can we do 
that allows there to be consistency from the start to the end. Yeah. Uh, there's not going to be any sort of confusion about this is changing mm -hmm. tomorrow or, you know, any of that stuff. Uh, and so we said, well, let's just commit to doing a virtual school for okay. the whole school year. Okay. Because that way we know from start to finish, no matter what, it's virtual. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, and he can have that routine. But then let's be committed to getting him into a couple like activities outside of that where he sure. still can have interaction. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm playing with kids and having fun with kids, learning sure. how to yeah. uh, be a team member. Great. Kind of yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, that's a great idea. I think it's a great decision. It's hard though, right? For, because, no, for sure. Because the alternative is um, you, you value stability for your student and you value relational development. Sure. Mm -hmm. But it would be way easier just to send them to school because I have to work and my wife has to work. And sure. like, does that trump what is maybe best for him? Mm, sure. Right? And so there's like, yeah, again, that like, man, this is the, for us, this would be like so much more convenient yeah. mm -hmm. to just say like, you're going to school because then we don't have to worry about childcare for you. Yeah. And I think that, that you're even looking deeper underneath the surface of why you're making a decision compared to making a decision. Mm -hmm. I can't send my kids to school because that's what you do. Yeah, but why are we, you know, why are we sending people to school? Why are people going to college, you know, or, you know, why do people go to a four-year college compared to a trade school, yeah. you know, or online learning such as YouTube University? Wait, is that a thing? YouTube University? No, I mean, not technically. But I mean, like you can learn a lot of things off of YouTube. I would believe it if there was a YouTube university. I mean, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> That's why I just I had to oh yeah, yeah 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 for sure. But I don't think there's technically something. But it's kind of a I mean, especially in my realm of graphic designing. Yeah, you can learn a lot off of YouTube oh, because yeah. there's you know, there's some professionals out there that will show you their work, and you can learn how they're doing it, kind of mimic it and tweak it as yeah. your own. So. I mean that. I mean, funny story here is uh, that was our situation tonight, right? Getting ready to record this, sure. And, mm -hmm. um, that things didn't work out the way we had planned, and it was a uh, let's check YouTube, which didn't end up helping us. It in did not help us. Yes. So um, here we are. We're actually recording off my phone, hoping this works. Yeah. So. We'll see. Yeah. There's a little squiggly, so I'm feeling it. Uh, um, yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's been a fun conversation. Uh, yeah, we're uh, two schmoes where we believe that no matter how average you think you are, we all have the potential to make a difference. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.